welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you're doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. I'm Meredith Fogel here with my co-host, Valerie Harnois. Hi, everyone. And this is episode six of our podcast. So thank you again for joining. If you listened to our last podcast, it was kind of a bonus episode. So we called it the Z word, and it was all about converting Zillow and other purchased real estate leads. And it was a really well-received episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and take a listen. But today we're going to talk about building your audience organically by tapping into your sphere of influence. And this is actually part three of our your first 90 days in real estate series. So this one is all about building your audience, which is so important to do because we've told you before, just because you build it, meaning your business, doesn't mean an audience is going to come. Wow. You've got to build your audience and invite them into your business. So how do you do that? So your sphere of influence, which we refer to as your natural network, is really your best source of your first business. And it's really like the low hanging fruit of your potential leads. These are the people who already know and trust you, the people who are really most likely to refer you, even if they don't ever plan on buying or selling because they love you. They're going to be singing your praises. And they're people that you're probably actually already in contact with. So these are people who you might see socially. These are people who you might pick up the phone and call if you want to chat. These are people who are your social media friends. And we're going to talk to you about using social media effectively as part of this episode. I always say the sphere is interesting because I never want them to really move away. Yeah. Because most of them are your friends or your hairdressers. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that you want them to refer you, but it's not them giving you the business directly. Yeah, yeah. And of course, some of them naturally will turn into your clients. But yes, they are oftentimes your very best referrers. Right. So as you're starting into your career as a real estate agent, your task is going to be changing your sphere's perception of you. Because these are people who might have known you in a different light. They might have known you in a past career or, you know, school that you're an alumnus of. They might have known you through just some other walk of life. So now you need to convince them not only that you're a professional real estate agent, but that also you should be their go-to for all things real estate related. So we're going to tell you a little bit about how we did this. Actually, I already told you the story in a previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to, I think it was maybe episode two, where I talked to you about how I changed my sphere's perception of me through the mom's group. The mom's group, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I want to tell a story real quickly about a new agent that we have on the team who has really only been licensed for about a month. And he was, in his past life, a professional in, he was a manager for an automotive corporation, and he is also a musician, and he's actually kind of locally famous and has had some albums out. So he's got these these kind of two disparate groups, some overlap in those groups, but one were his past professional colleagues, and one are his music people, and that has reached kind of nationally because of who he is. But now he is a real estate agent. He's trying to convince them. So he was, when we first met, we talk about this as part of our training. We talk about changing your sphere's perception. And he was like, ah, how am I going to do that? So one of the things he did, and actually this is somebody you commented on his photo because you were like, oh, you look so different. I didn't expect oh, him to look funny. like that. But what was kind of cool about that was that photo he had taken was such a 
huge divergence from how he usually presents himself to the people who know him, that it was kind of like a little bit of a jolt and it got them to notice and it got them talking. So he very intentionally took a really professionally well-dressed looking photo of him in a suit and, you know, looking like somebody different from who these people thought of him as to inject that visual image into their Mm -hmm. consciousness and to get them talking. So it was well, really interesting. Cool that kind of goes with the, I know I harp on this all the time, but dressing like an angel. Yes. And that doesn't yes. mean stuffy. It's funny because, you know, right. I'm more like what my daughter calls it, the art teacher look. <laughs> it's more boho, sandals, yeah. you know, crossover bags. And you're more black dresses, pumps. Right. So it's whatever your style is, but you're right. dressed for business. I think that makes a big difference how you're perceiving everything. Very true. Very true. Dog, it, it's know? so true. And, you know, for better or for worse, people do make a snap judgment about yes, it. Yes, their first visual. Yes, yeah. the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have to reflect the visual image that you want them to perceive when they think about you. Which you actually reminds me, you know, I've moved like eight times. Literally, I would Google. I was not into it with real estate. I've always been in sales, but not mm-hmm. real estate. I literally chose my agents from their headshot. On the computer. Wow. I was like, mm, she looks crabby. Really? She looks nice. Yes. So making a judgment about what you thought their personality yes, was. Yes, just That's by the so headshot. Funny. It was crazy. Like, or the postcards, I would throw them all away. I would be like, mm, she looks nice. Like, she could be my friend. I would file it. Wow. And then when it was time to move, because I knew we were always moving, I would pull it out. And literally, that's how it chose people, See? which is crazy, right? Well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense psychologically because these are people that you're inviting into your home and to handle probably your largest asset, at least right. one of your largest assets. So it kind of makes sense that you want to feel connected to them. And we'll talk right. about that. That's one reason that social media is so effective. But that makes a really good case for putting your picture on your postcards and on your business cards. Some agents don't do that, but that's very interesting that that was something. So if you had seen one that didn't have a picture, what would you have done? Throw it around. Really? Yes. If I see a picture, and I'm super visual, like when I send anything to anyone, I'm always like, here's a picture of it. Or Mm -hmm. I even take on my phone, and if they have brown cabinets in the house, I'll do the markup, and I'll make them white. This is what they'll look like. Just to me, it helps me. So I communicate it that way. I feel most people. Well, I was going to say, a lot of people are visual. Right. But who knew I would do it with a real estate agent? Isn't that interesting? Okay, so put your photo on your business cards, people. That's what we're here to tell you. Yeah. But back to this agent. So, So he was in here yesterday. We had our training. And he goes, I feel like it's starting to happen for me. He said, guess what? I had two separate things. Where And he also did some smart things, like he went to coffee with a couple of his past colleagues. He reached out via FaceTime or Zoom or something to his musician friends just to kind of like chit-chat and then let them know, remind them that they, he was in the real estate business. And then two of them, from one from his automotive career, one from his music life, reached out to him this week and said, hey, you know, I don't know if you might have a, a real estate question for you. And he was like, yes, you're asking me a real estate question right. already. And guess what? He has a listing coming up next week. Whoa, are you serious? Isn't that crazy? So yes. it's like, the, it is It's it is so important that right. you get that messaging out right away and get those people who are your sphere and your biggest fans on your side and invested in you. Because you in already career hurdle of trusting you. Yeah. Now they just need to trust you with real estate. Exactly. So exactly right. Much easier. Yep. Yep. So I wanted to ask you about, because, you know, you moved, you lived in all these different places and then you came here. So you had a sphere, but people were, weren't like really here. You moved here. You were a neighbor. You were a friend for a little while right. before you got into real estate. So how did you get the people that you had met here to think of you as a real estate agent? 
it was actually hard because it was just literally a year after. So I had yeah. like all these friends on Facebook, but they're in California, Oklahoma, Boston, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to say, again, harping on the, when I was picking up from school and I joined your team, actually. So I was always stressed, even if I was just going to go pick up staging or show someone that wasn't even my client. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, hey, how are you? I'm busy. Like always, it's not, I feel real estate looks easy. Mm-hmm. So you have to point out what you do. <laughs> so I always like, yeah. after I'm done with the contract, I'm like, hey, I did this. I sent it here. Like, I have a list of 10 things. And people are like, oh, I thought you just, we were done. You know? Yeah. So same thing. Like, oh, I'm really busy. I have to show this. We're going live here. And the photographer. And people just want, and people like to work with mm-hmm. people and seem busy. Mm-hmm. So again, so slowly, but people are like, um, always asking like, Hey, what are you doing? Like real estate? How is it doing? Like the yeah. first question out of their mouth is real estate, which is good. But yeah. then it's my kids and my dog. Yeah. But the first thing is like, how's the market? What do you think my house can go for? That's you know? exactly what you want. All yeah. the listeners out there, that's, that's the goal you're striving for. And how long do you think it took you to get to that point where people started to ask you questions about real estate? Mm, probably. I would say two years. Okay. That's pretty good. Two years of, you know, hundred percent. Hustling. Like always pushing. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you don't want to be totally annoying. You want to remain their friends. Right. Not like, hey. Yes. It's like when people sell makeup or candles yes. or something. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. If you ask me one at once, I'm going to scream. Yeah. So I do the same thing to people. Like they know. Yeah. And again, the visual of seeing me with samples or, you know, going staging. Mm-hmm. I think that's already a reminder. So. And that is like a perfect segue into the next piece of this, which is the best way that you can market yourself. So what you want to do is show up in people's lives in a number of different ways and be as visible as possible. So you need to be your own best publicity person and you really need to concentrate on remarketing yourself. So you've heard us say this before and you'll hear us say it again. You want to be in front of people visually in their mailbox, in their social media, in the newspaper that they open. Um, when you're walking down the street so that they're seeing you over and over and over again, it's the same concept as you know, if you are somebody, for example, who, you know, can, and big companies know this, who watches the Today Show and you probably also read People Magazine and you probably also are on Pinterest, right. they know to put the same ad in People Magazine on the Today Show and in Pinterest because that is their consumer base and they know the more often you see their message, the more likely you are to click or engage in that product that they are marketing. Right. So same kind of thing. But... You don't want to smack people over the head with it. And to your point, the business is about relationships, and therefore you have to build relationships in order to get people to really invest in you and your business and to feel connected to you. So we're going to segue for a minute to talk about the use of social media and how to use that effectively and to use it to build relationships and to enhance your business. So... Social media, as we all know, can be really engaging and it can be really off-putting if used the wrong way. I think we've all had people who have, you know, turned people down on Facebook or have unfriended people for certain reasons on Facebook. So you really want to concentrate on using social media wisely. It is a engagement tool, right? It's a branding tool. It is not a sales tool. Even if you have a business page on social media, You should not be selling, selling, selling constantly on social media. There's no faster way to lose people than be recurring with a message of just sales, sales, sales all the time. So how do you use it wisely? We always talk about the rule of thirds, right? Right. So you want to kind of think of three different buckets for posting. 
And not to say that you have to consistently go one, two, three, one, two, three. You can do two of one, two of the other. And, you know, just as long as you are rotating and not consistently infiltrating your social media with the same thing all the time. So what are those three buckets? So self-promotion is one. And those things include success pieces. So look what I just sold. Look what I just listed. Check out this testimonial that somebody just, you know, sent about me. Um, picture of your sign, whatever it is, things like that are your self-promotion pieces. The second bucket is resources. So things like links to helpful articles. If there's a, a trend in mortgages that are happening, you're putting that up there. We always post the Maryland Association of Realtors infographic that comes up that gives you a snapshot of what the market is doing. Things like that. You probably post some of your staging things as resource information, right? Mm-hmm. So how yeah, to prep my I have house. a cross-reference with my design page. Also, the oh, real so smart. So yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other bucket is personal. And when I say personal, I don't mean like everything your kid is doing or everything you made for dinner for the last month. What I mean is business personal. So something that gives your audience kind of like a behind the scenes peek at what you do. So for example, you could do one of you like staging a house, setting the pillows on the couch and, you know, rearranging some of the furniture, bringing your accessories in. So that kind of thing, or walking into show a house or as actually hanging a sign. To do this on your story or on your regular post, those make good story items as well. But those sorts of things, or even like congratulating a client at settlement, those are right. things that are more personal and they show people who you are as a person in business. Right. It humanizes you a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but you need to be very self-aware and remember everything you post on social media feeds into your brand and that should be intentional. So you want everything on there. If you step back and look at all of your posts to create a really nice general snapshot of your brand and how you want people to perceive you. That's why self-awareness is important. So what do you not want to post? You don't want to post, you know, yourself at a party every night, probably with a beer or alcohol in your hand. You don't want to post, you know, oh, I forgot to do this today. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to post anything that creates a negative impression. Don't be a social media complainer. I think that's a, a big turnoff for people. And this is a super hot topic right now because we are headed into an election. So if you're listening to this after the election, that's right. But keep it in mind because every time there is some kind of a hot button political issue that comes up or a forthcoming election, guess what? Politics become a real hotbed on social media. So stay away. Stay away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't walk away. Yeah. And I want you to talk more about that because you said some things. We were talking about this the other day with our team about staying away from posting anything that's not real estate related on any social media that you have branded with your real estate information. And you and I both feel very strongly that politics is not appropriate to talk about on your business-related social media. And so you you were saying the reasons that you don't. Remind, tell our, our listeners what you kind of told me. that I thought it was really useful. Well, it's funny with all my clients. I, I always say, I'm neutral because you don't know. 50%, we're divided 50%. So really, you don't want it. Politics is something I really stay away from at all. Or any kind of, like you were saying, negative yeah. comment, even if it's not in politics, yeah. don't say anything at all. It's just right. better just to like it or don't like it. Just don't get in trouble. Right. And we were talking about the fact that 
it, I think you had said this kind of message to somebody and they said, well, don't you want to be true to yourself? And don't you want to have your voice heard? And you said, yeah, but I want to sell houses too. Right. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know. It's not worth it. Yes. Right. Right. And I mean, if you have to have a strong voice on that or anything else that could be perceived as controversial, go ahead, but set a personal page up for it. Don't do that on your business page. But so that's a, just a little kind of caveat for everybody out there. And, you know, the other piece with this, I heard somebody say this on another podcast that I listened to. That's an author marketing podcast for the, listen to for the book that I have coming up. And I, I love this podcast. It, it, what she was saying is that being too salesy on social media is like walking into a party and being like, hey, look at me. I'm so great. <laughs> Work with me. Buy from me. You know, like people right. would be like, what in the heck? Oh, don't stay away from me. I don't want to be anywhere near that person. And you have to think of it the same way, right? Social media is kind of like a big online party. It's a big online like brag board yeah. in your kind of way. Like yeah. sometimes I see people on Facebook and I'm like, why are they in Greece and I'm in Gators? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But I, not that I resent that, but I'm like, do I need to see that? Every... So right. anyway, yes, right. you have to almost brag because yeah. you do want to show that you can sell houses or list houses. Yeah. But it has to be like in a tactical like thoughtful way like I'm good I'm responsible I'm doing well in real estate but not so in your face like look how much money I'm making or like I've always thought real estate agents shouldn't have fabulous cars they should have good cars (laughs) yeah but not I don't want to show up in a Maserati or something they'll be like she doesn't even need my business (laughs) you know it's the same thing with the Facebook it's it's kind of fine line. It is. I think being kind of socially sensitive is important too. The other day, I think you saw I had posted this um, kind of a collage of all of oh, the yeah. sales that we did. Well, I had that ready on whenever the eleventh was, and yes. I was going to oh post my God. it. That is, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, it's nine eleven. I'm not going to post this today. Right. I want to brag post on a day of mourning for the entire nation." Correct. So being socially aware and self aware is is very very important. And showing that you have other things, too, that you're interested in instead of just, like, your own success, that's that's important, too, which leads to the next thing, which is that social media should be all about building connections. That's the real purpose of social media, and that's the real engagement piece of it that I think a lot of salespeople and real estate agents miss, is that they go and they post and they like, 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 like. But they don't really engage. They don't really interact on social media. So you have to remember to comment on people's You're good at that. You're always like, happy birthday, or that sounds good, or that looks great. Yeah, and I really mean it. It isn't to be like strategic. No, 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 but you actually go and type it. You're right. I'm more guilty of doing the like or the, you know what I mean? But you know what I think about is how when I post something and someone comments on it, I'm like, I like it better. You're right. It seems like you feel good. Yes. Right. And people always say they don't remember, people don't remember what you say or do or something, but they remember how you make them feel. Right. So it gives you a good feeling when somebody right. comments positively on something that you post. The other, And, you know, the more that they feel connected to you as a person, again, the more likely they are to invest in you as a professional. So that's why you really need to make sure that you're engaging effectively in social media everywhere you are. One of the new things that we actually just found out about, we did a, a whole meeting about this, is using LinkedIn for real estate, mm-hmm. which I was sorely just ignoring and I, you know, sadly I not using. I'm setting it up next week. Yeah, well, so I started, I, I think we'll do a podcast on that at some point because 
it really is effective and I've gotten so much really? response. And I think Maybe the reason is, yeah, you know, I think the reason that. is, and my brother was saying this, the people on LinkedIn are in business mode. Correct. So, You're right. In Facebook, they might just be in a recipe mode or right, right. on vacation where. Right. You're right. That and people do spend a lot of time during business hours doing other things. So if they're like, oh yeah, I do need to find out what a price would be for my house. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll ping you if you've found them on social media, they found you that way on LinkedIn. So now we're going to veer back from social media and talk about some other things that you can do to help build your audience. So I always say network everywhere you go, right? Like consider every opportunity to be social or in front of people as a networking opportunity. And we've talked about your ambassador, Oshi, your dog, who's yes. great. So you you network that way, like walking around the neighborhood. Well, and you know what? The best thing I ever got, which is so crazy, is those little sticky things for the back of your mm. phone. Because now I was always like, oh, darn it. I don't have my card on me at any time. Well, I have my phone with me all the time. I can't tell you how fast I go through business cards because now every time people go, oh, wait. And I'm like, oh, here, I have it. Oh, my gosh. I love so that. It's so crazy. I mean, literally, I've, gone, I've broken like four of them because I stuffed so many cards in there. That's amazing. But it totally works. You know how everybody's still like, oh, I can't do business because I don't have a business card. <laughs> but then you have a stack of business cards and you don't do anything. Right. So this, I just give them away like candy. And they just land. Yes, they land and people a good idea. either have it or... Such a good idea. Such a good idea. I love that. Yeah. And consider print media. So I know a lot of people feel like print media is antiquated, but one of the things, newspapers newspapers and postcards. So one of the things my retired mentor and business partner taught me to do, and she said, never stop doing is sending the postcards out again, because you're landing in people's kitchens or their Mm -hmm. homes via their mailbox. Even if they're just taking a quick visual snapshot of you and whatever that headline is you put on that postcard and your call to action, it helps reinforce that marketing message. But you asked about newspapers. I think the only place that makes sense now in terms of newspapers to advertise are your your small local neighborhood newspapers. Those are the ones people actually read. They're looking for pictures of themselves, articles that affect them personally. So taking out ads there, and you're also supporting a neighborhood organization when you do that, or even if your neighborhood has a newsletter, that's a really good place to advertise. So yeah, those are the places I was talking about. And we've talked about this before, but we will do it again. Give back. So you and I are both huge advocates for being involved in the community that has given us so much. So we give back because it's fulfilling. We give back because we're capable and it's needed. We give back to put ourselves in the opportunity to network. We give back because we enjoy it. So, you know, some of the things we've done is swim team, um, board, volunteer, PTA organizations. I sit on newcomers coffee. Newcomer. Oh, yeah, the newcomers coffee. Actually, you know what? We should, for those who don't have this in their neighborhood, this is a great organization. So the Newcomer's Coffee, why don't you say what it is since you're the Yeah, it's great. Like, I think it's once a month. They take the HOA, gets gets all the addresses of all the new people because they have to get HOA packets. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we have all their info and we invite them in just to give them all the hints about the neighborhood. We try to have different people to represent different age groups and their different like things like the garden club it could be the swim team so it's actually really nice you would think it's hokey but people love they're kind of lost they move in and they don't know they do a then and it is kind of nice to have a little bit of everything because it could be someone with first graders and someone that's retired mm-hmm. so there's a little bit for everything but it's really nice it's actually a really great thing to do yeah, once and- a month and we do it as a breakfast 
Right. So we do just coffee and like donuts or something like that. But I'm trying to take it over and make it more. Yeah, more fabulous. Yeah. Bougie, yes. Yeah. Well, it, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because that is like kind of a, a long game um, strategy. And I know you don't just do it for business, but right. these are people who have just moved in. So these are people who probably are not going to move for a while, but you are connecting with them thinking right. maybe they'll move eventually. You're going to see them around the neighborhood. You have now facial recognition and resonance with these people. Perhaps they'll just refer right, they some people your way. Later, they're like, oh, that was a lady from the coffee. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's so smart. So if, if your community doesn't have a newcomer's coffee or something similar, that would be a great thing for you to set up to offer you to your community as a resource and puts you in a place of opportunity then too. The other thing is considering a professional network of some kind. So in your community, and we'll talk about this in a future episode, setting up a professional networking group. So we used to have one called Kentlands Lakelands Downtown Partnership, and it was entrepreneurs and business people from the whole neighborhood, and we would just trade referrals. And we didn't do it like a BNI group where it was a forced trading of referrals. It was because we liked each other. We got to know each other as professionals, and then we trusted each other. So when somebody would come to me and say, hey, do you have an attorney for this, or do you have an accountant for that? from my group is who I would pick those people because I knew them and I trusted them and I knew they'd take good care of my people and vice versa. When someone went to them for a realtor, they came to me because, you know, for the same reasons we had connected well. The other thing is remember to ask for referrals. So don't assume people know how to give you referrals. So when you are networking, when you're talking to people, when they're like, oh, that's great, but you know, I don't have anybody, but I do know somebody, or I'm not going to plan to buy or sell, but I do know somebody who might be selling, remember to tell them that you want them to provide to you that person's contact information, not the other way around, not, oh, I'll have them call you because then they never right. call you. You've or maybe tell them that through email. I've had that where you like, hey, I'm stopping battery here just in case. And then I know that I need to wait for them too. That works too. Yep. And the other big one on that is reward the behavior, not the results. So always have some kind of a little thank you plan for people who send you referrals, whether it's sending them flowers, a little Starbucks gift card, even just a handwritten note saying, thank you so much. This means the world to me that you're helping me grow my business and, you know, showing that confidence and trust in me, but do it right away. Don't wait until that paycheck comes in because that's not the point. The point is that somebody trusted you with business. Yes. And that's, that's what you want to encourage. So that kind of tells you a little bit about building your audience. The way you can build your audience is by maximizing your first transaction. We're going to get into this in a lot more detail in future episodes, but I want to just kind of give you an overview of some things to think about just in case you are getting into real estate and perhaps you've got your first transaction, you've got your first buyer under contract, or you've got your first listing. Your first transaction is a fabulous opportunity to grow your audience. It is an opportunity for you to shout your success from the rooftops. So you want to include the success message in all of your social media. You want to put it in all of your print advertising. You want to put it all over your website. You want to tell your sphere, and you do that, Valerie. So you do a great yeah, job. Yeah, the only thing you don't want to do is like, my first sale. <laughs> honestly, That's true. Honestly, when I started, I had been in sale for, sales for 10 years, not in real estate. But I would always tell people when they asked me how long I had been in sales, I would always say, well, 11 years, you know, but one in real estate. Mm-hmm. But again, so taking that first sale and going, 
almost like making it like, oh, one more. You know what I mean? Yes. It's because it's all kind of the perception. Right. I don't think anybody wants to be number two. You know what I mean? House number two. <laughs> or maybe house number one. They didn't even know they were house number one. They're like, what? <laughs> one yeah but yes it's a great stepping stone yeah. and as an agent it makes you feel you know I always call you when I don't have anything I'm like nobody knows what I do I'm depressed <laughs> and then someone calls and your whole demeanor you're yes. Like, yes yes again with the first sale you're like I can do this yes. I did it I so yeah. it's literally like it's like a snowball effect of yes yes when I have two then I get four because people can see I'm exuding mm-hmm. that confidence of I can buy, sell, stage. Yes, it's so true. I was just talking to someone else this morning who was training about that and talking about how when you have that energy, it's like a magnet for other good things to start to happen. Yeah, Yeah. so true. So make the most of that for sure. And blanket the whole neighborhood with your successes. So one of the things we're going to talk about in future episodes is what we call farming systems. And that's all covered in the book that's about to come out, Farming for Real Estate Agents, which is going to give you countless tools for snowballing, as you said, that first transaction into multiple spin-off transactions. We um, tell you about using buyer looking letters, how to use signage effectively in the neighborhood, how to connect with the neighbors who might be thinking of buying and selling. So that's all coming, but really do make the very biggest deal you can out of that first transaction to build your audience. Between that and working with your sphere of influence, effective use of social media, you are gonna be well on your way to a successful real estate career. In our next episode, we are going to be discussing building your brand. So we just talked about how your social media should be indicative of your brand. But your brand is much more than that. Your brand includes everything about who you are. So we're going to talk about all of the steps from creating your logo to the importance of a good headshot, as we talked about, designing a solid business card and designing your website. And we are going to really tell you more about how to think about injecting your personality because, and Valerie, you're so good at that because your social media, your website, your business card, people get a really good idea of who you are. And it takes a little bit. And you, like I always say, you drag me kicking and screaming to do a logo and whatever, (laughs) but it takes a while to figure out who you are. You know what I mean? Or how to present it, but once... Once it clicked, it was like, oh, okay. And like you were saying, if you look at your Instagram, like all together, you're like, oh, yes, that looks like all the same page Mm -hmm. as opposed to every time trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. And now at a glance, people know who you are. They see your sign. They know that's a Valerie sign. And that's one of the things we're big on at Old Line is branding our or building our brand through our agents' brands because we want all of them to be distinct and memorable so that, like you said, when somebody opens their mailbox and sees you, they keep your postcard because they identify with your brand. They're excited by what they see. They don't toss my postcard because it's not what they want. So it's going to be a really exciting episode with a huge amount of new information. So be sure to tune in. As always, thank you for listening. Please, please, please share our episodes. Leave us a rating or a review. We love reviews and we love you for listening. So on behalf of myself, Meredith Fogel and Valerie Renoir, thank you so much for joining us today and we will see you on episode seven. This has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. Bye-bye. We are so grateful you joined us today on So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you're still not sure real estate is the right career for you, tune in to our next episodes. If you're more sure than ever, tune into future episodes for more tips, tools, and insider secrets that will help you launch into productive action and achieve quick success. 
Just a reminder that we love reviews. Please let us know what you like best about this podcast, what we could do better, ask us questions, or send us show ideas. Check out our show notes page for our contact info or visit our website, therealestaterainmakers.com, for access to the tools, tips, systems, and other great resources we mentioned on the show. I'm Meredith Fogel. And I'm Valerie Hardin. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.